267-1023, that's our telephone line. And the weekend after this, we have the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival coming back to Chattanooga October 13th through the 15th in the West Village. And uh, there's a whole bunch of fantastic events planned. We've been talking with uh, featured guests over the course of the week, uh, people who are involved with the Motor Car Festival telling us a little bit about the Motor Car Festival and all the different events that are happening. One of the uh, premier events is what they call the Concours d'Elegance. And uh, for all of you gearheads out there, that's something that you're familiar with. This is a, um, it's a, it's a competition where they judge a hundred of the most just beautiful vehicles that, uh, God knows how much these things are worth. Uh, you know, cars that date all the way back to the early uh, the early days of uh, of automobiles. Last year's winner, best in show, was a 1937 Cord 812. Which up until last year, Cord 812. That's that's a car I didn't even know about. <laughs> and uh, and I am into my classic cars, and even that's a model car that that I was completely unfamiliar with, and the thing was just absolutely phenomenal looking. So. Online one right now is Ken Gross, and Ken is the director of this year's fourth annual Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. He has also been a judge in many of these Concours de Elegance competitions all across the world. And so if anybody knows their cars, their beautiful cars, it's this guy on the phone right now, Ken Gross. So, Ken, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, and thank you very much. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So tell us about uh, the... the, the would you call the uh, the Concours d'Elegance, is that like the, the featured event of the Motor Car Festival? Because I know that's when you really roll out some of the most beautiful automobiles that are featured in this well, festival. I, I like to think so. This year we've got a little over 150 uh, Concours cars, 21 classes, uh, everything from high-end classics to lemons, uh, a funny <laughs> class of, uh, of cars that people like to, like to uh, laugh at, but uh, and everything in between. We're uh, we're very excited about the the turnout this year. It's our fourth year, and we've uh, really beaten the bushes to get some great cars. So I know this year's Concours, it is it's full. You're not accepting any more applications. What's uh, can you give us a sneak preview? I know there in the past there's been you know classic Ferraris in that uh, competition. There's beautiful uh, Jaguars, Ferraris, foreign cars. Uh, who, who's in it this year? Well, we have um, we have a Ferrari component called the J. Willard Marriott Ferrari Club, and uh, people have to apply to enter, and we will have those cars on display, uh, and they are uh, really top-notch uh, Ferraris. And the, the highlight, I think, of that class will be the 1964 uh, Ferrari 250 LM that was the GT winner at Le Mans, and uh, it's the last time until very recently Ferrari won at Le Mans, so it's a very significant uh, significant car. Uh, from the Studebaker Museum, we have the Packard Predictor, which was a show car in 1956. As Packard, the automobile company, was slowly dying, they, uh, they built what they thought was the car of the future. Uh, they only built one, and uh, unfortunately it didn't save the company, but we'll have it for people to, to see what people thought the future looked like in, uh, in 1956. Wow. Uh, we, we also have the, um, uh, the 1933 Pierce Arrow Silver Arrow this is one of only five built, only three survived, and this was the Chicago World's Fair car in 1933. It was $10,000, and again, a sad story because Pierce Arrow was struggling in the Depression like so many luxury car makers. They brought out this beautiful streamlined automobile, and uh, 
unfortunately, it was too expensive, and a, a few years later, uh, Pierce went out of business. So, um, not not to not to be thinking that we have failures, but I'd like to call it glorious attempts to build exciting <laughs> automobiles and cars you just don't see every day. Well, this uh, this winter last year, the 1937 Cord 812. Now that again, that I was not even familiar with the Cord name, but that's uh, you know a name from the 1930s. This uh, this car that won the competition last year, it is just this beautiful beast. It looks like something out of Dick Tracy, you know, straight out of the 1930s. Just absolutely gorgeous. What a, a car yeah, like that? Earhart's car, the famous Aviatrix, as they called her, the lady who tried to fly around the world. Um, Cord, Auburn, and Duesenberg were all made in Indiana. They were part of the Eric Lobin Cord empire. And the Cord was a front-wheel drive uh, car, very advanced. It had a V8 engine from Lycoming, the aircraft manufacturing company, which Cord also owned. Uh, and it was um, stylistically designed by Gordon Burig, uh, a real tomorrow car. And, yeah. of course, uh, the fact that uh, Ms. Earhart owned it uh, is, is a plus. It was a, um, a beautiful restoration by, by uh, the owner, Jack Boyd Smith. And that's the quality of car we're really striving to uh, to have. Uh, and I, I think people will uh, will be excited when they see it. One of the things we're doing this year we didn't do last year is Luftgekult. That means air-cooled in German. And Patrick Long, the race driver, has assembled a group of uh, early air-cooled Porsches. And Brian Redman, who drove uh, Porsche 917s at, yeah. uh, at Le Mans, will be interviewed by Bob Varsha. We'll have a great gathering of Porsche enthusiasts. So that's like another component that we're trying to do. Yeah, we had Brian Redman on the show yesterday. He was talking all about his career in uh, British race car driving, and of course, he's kind of a legend himself in the, especially oh, in absolutely. the Porsche community. Yeah, but these, um, so that 1937 Cord from last year. Now, how many of those would still be around? You were saying some of the other featured cars here. There's, there's literally only five of them left. Uh, you know, well, these well, other. Well, Cord built about three thousand eight tens and eight twelves. I, I would doubt that more than maybe five, six hundred have survived. Wow. And that car is a convertible Phaeton, uh, a four-passenger convertible. Uh, they made fewer of those than they did their sedans. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a rare car, and we'll, we'll have a lot of, uh, of other cars that are rare. We're going to have um, some Stutzes and Mercers. Um, Stutz was a, uh, the Stutz Bearcat was one of the famous early sports cars pre-World War One, mm. and its big rival was the Mercer Raceabout built in Trenton, New Jersey. We're going to have a handful of each. Uh, back in the day, they would uh, the Stutz people would say nothing is worse than driving a Mercer, <laughs> and the Mercer people would say you got to be nuts to drive a Stutz. So, right. So we will have a face off between yeah. Stutz and Mercer owners. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And now, ironically, the 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 battle of the worst from the 1930s and 40s. All of these cars are worth like a hundred thousand dollars now. <laughs> well, there, there, some of them are worth the. Uh, worth more than that. The Pierce Arrow I just mentioned, uh, the, the owner who's passed away, it's now in a foundation, he paid a little over $3 million for it, uh, I want to say, seven or eight years ago. Wow. Um, uh, so there was $10,000 in 1933. Nobody wanted it. And uh, last, a couple of years ago, it uh, it sold for, for $3 million. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it isn't... Car enthusiasts, for the most part, don't really talk about the values, and there are people who right. um, perhaps are a little dismayed that they become so expensive because it's expensive to insure them. But the great thing about a Concorde d'Elegance is that you can come and get up close and personal and talk to owners, and you don't have to pay the insurance tab. <laughs> 
That's right. I can't, I can't imagine what it would cost to uh, insure one of these things. But, you know, it's like a lot of collectibles. It's just like baseball cards, automobiles, things like this. There's, there's always going to be at least one person or five people or however many people out there who just geek out on, on that particular model, that particular car. And so there's always, there, there's always a market for it. You just have to find who it is. Well, it's interesting that you say that. I'm uh, talking to you today from Hershey, Pennsylvania, and I'm in the middle of the show field for the Antique Automobile Club of America. There are, there are probably 1,200 cars here, um, and you know every make you've heard of and every make you've never heard of. And I, I was thinking that as I was walking by, uh, each of these cars is owned by a person, usually a couple. It's special to them. They've taken it out. It, it was overcast this morning. It almost looked like it was going to rain. But the show field is filled because people love to show their cars, tell the story, how they right. got it, why they restored it, and so forth. And uh, it's part of what makes the hobby, the antique automobile hobby, a lot of fun. I've been in it forever, and uh, it's still fascinating to me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ken Gross. Ken is the director of the fourth annual Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. It's happening the weekend after this. It's October 13th through the 15th in the West Village, downtown Chattanooga. If you want more details, information about all of these events, just visit their website. The website is Chattanooga Motor Car. Dot com, and that's Ken Gross we were talking to. Ken, we appreciate the time, and we'll see you next weekend. Thanks very much. Uh, we look at, oh, you've got to promise sunny weather. Thank you. <laughs> we will do our best. It's been, uh, it's been a little bit cloudy the past couple of days, but we'll do our best. Uh, we'll pray to the, uh, the gods of sun and the gods of uh, classic cars, hopefully for some good weather the weekend after this. So the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, October 13th through the 15th, Downtown Chattanooga, ChattanoogaMotorCar.com is the website. You can find all the information for every one of these events we've been talking about. The B-52s concert, you've got Brian Redmond's uh, Targa 66, you've got the Concorde, the Elegance competition. These, these are all featured events in the Motor Car Festival over the course of these two, three days. Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, excuse me, ChattanoogaMotorCar.com is the website. All right. 